welcome to week 191 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. It is Taylor Swift weekend, Steve. Taylor Swift weekend. Um, my first time seeing her. You're like, what, fifth or something? Second. You only seen her once? She's on tour in six years. I thought you'd been a bunch of times for some reason. No, nah, just so you went time in, in D.C. And just one show in D.C. you went to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I thought you went more of that. We were both in Nashville when she did we that were. tour. We yeah. were in Nashville. I know, I know. All the people on Broadway like selling tickets, and we were like, eh, 100 bucks seems like a lot of money. Should have done it. We definitely should have done it, because now it's like you can't get a ticket for under, like what, like 900 or something like that? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen one for the show we're going to for under 1,000 yet. Yeah. Um, so that's going on this weekend. Uh, I won a little uh, Kentucky Derby pool the other day, which was well, fun. Congrats, congrats. Just uh, assigned a random horse. I got Mage. I think that was the name of the winner. And uh, took home. Sounds right. Sage or something. Sage Mage. Something Some like money. That. that was cool. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I think we should get into the show. Uh, welcome, everyone. New people, old people. Um, middle-aged people. Middle-aged people. We watch TGIF 30 years after it aired and talk about it. And that's what we're doing today. We've got two new episodes that aired this week. We're catching up on one more to get ready for when it actually comes on TGIF. And we're going to talk about all of them. But before we do that, thank you to Kirill for the theme song this week. Thanks, Kirill. Appreciate it. TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to email in your own version, you can also follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. People keep saying we should sign up for TikTok. What are we going to do? We barely do anything on on Instagram. Like, I don't know, like show clips or something over top of like a pic video of the show. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do, but we could we could try. I could, uh, I'm real lazy with editing and posting stuff, but uh, like I, I'm just not very good at it. Like, I don't I'm an old man that doesn't understand technology. Like the disc of the Is week that, maybe could throw just be a TikTok clip or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll think about it. It probably won't happen. We also said we were never going to get on something else, and we ended up getting on it, though, I think. I don't think that's true. No? We were no. always take uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Instagram. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's see. These are all episodes that aired, like we said, 30 years ago, back in 1993. Uh, what was the exact date that these aired on? Yeah, so these would have aired Friday, May 14th, 1993. And we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. I got two stories. First one, May 11th, 1993. This was the uh, the wrap-up of the very first season of the uh, Premier League, the soccer league over there in uh, England. <laughs> okay. First season they ever had. Manchester United won the whole thing, and uh, they've been going strong since. Well, congratulations, Manchester United, on your win. And then uh, I went out of order because this next one's kind of fun. Uh, May 8th, 1993. Does the name uh, Karen Thomas mean anything to you? And this is uh, K-E... Uh, it might be Kieran. I think it's K-E-R-O-N, though. No, not at all. So this guy um, kind of goes down as like a folklore hero, is what he's described as. Uh, New York City... <clears throat> Um, he was 16 years old back when this happened. He decided to, uh, pretend to be a dude that operates the subway, hopped on the subway station, wrote, operated the train for three hours 
No one knew what was going on. He, no one even realized he was doing it until uh, <clears throat> he took a corner too fast. The emergency brakes went on. Train shut down. He couldn't get it back going. And uh, eventually he uh, got taken in for like a, a drug test, even though he didn't even work there. They found out what was going on. He uh, only ended up getting three years of probation. Didn't get any jail time or anything like that until uh, in 1994 when he was uh, charged for attempted murder for trying to stab some kid. What? Crazy story, right? That's a lot going on that seems really unnewsworthy thirty years later. What? No, this is this is he's got his own Wikipedia page, this guy. And what's his uh, name? Uh Karen, K E R O N Thomas. Ron or something, maybe. That could be. Um he died when he was thirty seven years old due to heart failure, which I think is kind of crazy too. But um yeah. This All right. this is Karen Thomas, and that was uh uh, people still talk about that thing today, apparently. Do they? Yeah. Some people. Happy 30th anniversary, Karan. Karan, if you're... uh, Well, he's not out there anymore. Some, some, I don't know. Someone might know him. Cool story, man. Yep, that's what I got. What do you got for uh, movies and music? I think we got a new something today, right? We got a new movie. So, uh, song this is the last... Uh, second week and last week of Freak Me by Silk. So we'll have something new next week. Um, And then uh, movie is a new movie, uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. So that is the number one movie for this week in 1993. I can't imagine it lasts that long. It doesn't. Okay. It's not a bad movie. It's just there's a lot of other good movies that are out there as well. Yeah. Um, Anything else before we get a birthday? Yes, we have one birthday. He's still on the list because he's. I guess the show's not over yet, so I haven't taken him off yet. But uh, Sam Anderson, who plays Sam Gorpley on Perfect Strangers, we also sh- will be seeing him in an episode of Home Free. So he's got he's still got some relevancy right now. So he's still on the uh, still on the birthday list. His birthday was uh, oh, actually, I'm I'm getting a little in my head of myself. His birthday is tomorrow, the 13th, uh, May 13th. So I probably should have saved this for next week. But here we go, Sam. Happy birthday! Happy happy early birthday! Um, I mean, we do news stories up till that point. We should probably do birthdays up till that point, right? No, we do. We don't do do news stories up to that point. You said the thirteenth was his birthday. Hold on, that's right. Did I get the dates wrong. Well, I don't know. You told me I could have oh. stories up to the fourteenth. Well, we do it differently. I do it differently. I do the birthdays based on this week in twenty twenty three, like the current week, and oh, I do okay. the news stories based on the week that of. It aired. It aired. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So, um, episodes. Are we there? Are we ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, like we said, we've got uh two that actually aired this week: Family Matters and Getting By. And then we're catching up on one more. Is it just one more episode of Home for you? Two more to be called. Two, up. two more. Yeah, two six more is when we up. start on TGIF. So, two more episodes of Home for you. All right. So, this is uh your regular eight o'clock slot: Family Matters, season four, episode twenty-four. And this is the uh, season finale, correct? It is. Yep. It is the season four season finale of Family Matters. Buds and Buns is the name of this episode. And uh, it starts off. We've got Carl, also known as the barbecue chef extraordinaire, also known as the king of meat, if you didn't know. (laughs) And uh, he's in the kitchen and Harriet's not too happy because he just spent a bunch of money on a new barbecue grill and not on... uh, remodeling the kitchen a barbecue a barbecue girl that he has put together himself and we all know how carl 
puts stuff together. So she is questioning whether this thing is going to be safe and sound and secure. Yeah, they get in a quick little argument about money. And then he goes outside to like start cooking some meats because we all know he's the best at it. And uh, only a few seconds later, we hear and see a loud explosion. The grill comes flying, crashing through the glass window of the kitchen. Carl appears in this uh, cloud of smoke left behind. And he, all he has to say is, you know what, Harriet, I've been thinking. It might be time to redo the kitchen. So do you think we'll see like a new kitchen set? Like, or at least a slightly altered kitchen set starting no, in season five? I don't. No. We'll see, though. We should. So they've had, they've destroyed their, their den, their kitchen, their roof more than once. The kitchen more than once, too. I feel like that window's broken like five times. The window, but I mean, this was big. This was like the whole wall. I mean, the whole like huge window and the wall pretty much was taken out. Yeah, I do appreciate that they keep it kind of like boarded up throughout the episode as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. This is a well done, well executed little little bit. Yeah. So after the theme song, uh, we come back to Laura. She's on the couch. Uh, Steve comes over and tells Laura... He's a little upset. This is literally the exact same thing that happened last episode, isn't it? From the from the she's on the couch reading him coming in, having the same exact conversation they had last time. Yes. Hey, Laura, Pretty I'm much. so sad. Myra likes me so much. I don't know what to do. Right. And I still love you and so much. Lo- and like torn. exactly the same. I know. I know. I don't know how they like. Well, were they thinking that people forgot a week later or that? I think it, they forgot. <laughs> I think that somebody wrote it and it was like, oh, we got to write this other thing. And then it was like, this, is, this seems familiar, but I can't place it. And then, yeah, they're, I don't know. They're too worried about throwing in lamb chop jokes every episode and they can't get their episodes <laughs> right. Well, I can't remember what it was. Oh, this this week it was, um, they weren't all together, but but I think Little Mermaid was the theme this week. Oh, and okay. Tying us back to some other, some other weeks. All right, you'll have to catch me up on those. I missed that. Um, so we skip ahead a little to nighttime. Um, cause that's pretty much the whole conversation that happened with Myron or with, uh, yeah, Lauren. That's it. It's nighttime. Yeah. Carl is now looking for a part-time job cause he needs some money to fix the kitchen. He spent the money that he, or one paycheck on the, uh, barbecue that he bought. He spent another paycheck on the, uh, well, these aren't even the paychecks that they've gotten. These are the paychecks that are planned that he's already, the mortgage, spent on. the mortgage is the, coming up. Yeah. The mortgage and, and the, uh, the barbecue. So now he needs a part-time job to fix the kitchen. Um, Eddie comes home. Eddie's wearing his uh, mighty weenie outfit with the hot dog hat and the ridiculous uh, gear that he's got on. And he suggests that Carl uh, come work with him because they're looking for people. And Carl's like, I can do better than that. I am a, a law enforcement <laughs> officer. officer. Um, he's like, if I, if I were ever to sink to that level, and he's saying this right in front of his son who actually worked <laughs> this place, this would have to be the last job on the planet. And then, which of course we know that that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Seconds later, Carl's in his mighty weenie gear. He's got his whole uniform on. He's working at the mighty weenie and Eddie is the one training him. And they're going through like the menu board, like little itty bitty weenie means small hot dog. And something else. Weenie means middle size hot dog. And Carl's just sitting there like, (laughs) what am I doing with my life? (sighs) It just seems weird that this is that he would choose to do this, that he would choose to get like, I mean, a part time job. I get All right. He wants a part time job, make a couple extra bucks to pay for the repairs to the kitchen. But how long do you have to work at minimum wage back then to get enough money to do the kind of repairs needed to fix that kitchen? Not Uh, longer than the three to four weeks they talk about in the show. 
Yeah, I mean, you could probably do it. I mean, if that money's going only to the kitchen, I mean, you might be able to, you got to think, it's this is probably like, I don't know, 3000 bucks maybe for what they want to do. I don't know if they're, they're, I don't think they're doing like a 15 Yeah, but he's only making like $5 an hour. Yeah. Even if he works there 40 hours a week, that's $200 before taxes. Or, I feel like my paychecks like, yeah. back when I was working minimum wage were like six to 800 bucks or something like that. Maybe like every three, like once a month. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking two and a half months you would need. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a, not the most time efficient, efficient way to it's do It's definitely this. not. Um, so like we said, Carl definitely doesn't want to be there. And, uh, Eddie tries to cheer him up a little bit. And then we get their little, uh, secret handshake that they do. Yes. Is it, that, that's different than the one that Waldo and Weasel and him do, right? Yeah, I didn't really catch the one that they did here, um, but it's a bunch of like hip hip bumping and stuff, and like I don't know, maybe maybe it's more similar than I. I, It's weird that that I missed this, but yeah, probably not that important. So next scene, uh, Laura's all sad. She's in the kitchen. Rachel comes down to talk to her, try to figure out what the problem is, and Laura Laura tells Rachel, "I think I missed Steve Urkel," and Rachel's like, "Oh no, we got a problem here." Well, I think she's being sarcastic to Laura. I, mean, I don't think she's really as like taken aback as. Oh, as I think she, she is. To be. At least at first, and then she eventually talked and like, you know what, Laura? Through all these years, you guys might have actually become friends. And then Laura's like, like it's stupid. This episode, I don't know about it. It's, it's, I, I, I didn't mind it so much. I like the Eddie Carl stuff, but the Laura Steve stuff is up until the last scene. It's it's just too repetitive for me. But anyways, we go back to the Mighty Weenie. Um, Eddie and uh, Carl's boss comes over to them and talks to him about uh, needing a new night manager because he's got promoted. They need a new night manager, and it's come down to one of the two of them. Which I I don't understand the logic behind that at all. And the the, the manager kind of says like, kind of gets into my rationale a little bit. But still, the fact that Carl was even being considered seems very odd to me. Yeah, because, I mean, I would assume this is only, like, two or three days into his job, right? Well, it's only a few days into his job. I don't think that that matters as much because Carl's coming in with a significant amount of, like, real-world experience. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like he's got some some resume pedigree and he can just learn the Mighty Weenie stuff. But my thing and what the, what the guy does say in fairness, but he, again, not even shouldn't, shouldn't even be considered is, well, you're not going to be here in three weeks, so we, didn't, we decided not to give you the job. Yeah, they decided but to give like, the why? job to Eddie. Um, <laughs> why would you even consider him? He's going to be making a dollar more an hour. He doesn't have to wear the Mighty Weenie uniform anymore. He gets a cool blazer with a little, like, silver Mighty Weenie patch on it. And most importantly, he is now his dad's boss. That's it. Uh, We then uh, go to a commercial and come back to Eddie uh, kind of taking a little uh, advantage of this power over his dad, like making him do all these little jobs around the uh, restaurant. And... uh, Carl's not taking really well to uh, all these orders from Eddie. Well, there's also things that he's doing, though, that, are, that I think are part of the manager's job. I mean, he Carl's new and and he's not getting like this, you know, the sayings right. So Eddie is trying to get him to get the sayings right. And there's things that are just part of being a manager that he's doing. He's like, now, Carl, you have to say very weenie, not just weenie day or something like that. And yeah, Carl's just. Ugh, like walking around doesn't even care um oh, yeah. but I, I think eddie's going a little overboard at this point okay uh we then go back to the house we see eddie and carl get home uh carl is 
mad at Eddie for the way that Eddie's been treating him at the uh, restaurant. And uh, he's like, well, guess what? Now we're home, and I am the head weenie of this house. So he immediately gives Eddie, like, a list of chores, like, crazy stuff, too. Like, um, well, let's, like, mow the grass, but then it's, like, go wax my car and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's all the stuff. Harriet comes in. Um, Eddie and Carl are yelling at each other. And uh, Harriet's trying to kind of, like, mediate the whole situation, but it ends up with... Eddie firing Carl from Mighty Weenie, Carl grounding Eddie at the house, and Harriet has to sit them down and say that, uh, Carl, you should be proud of Eddie for this job and this promotion and everything like this, and uh, Eddie, you should learn to, what she says is like, you should learn to ask for suggestions from your father. Which I didn't really get. Yeah, the, the moral that she ends up getting to is, is, at the end of the day, you're still family. Don't forget that. You guys got to be, you know, be cool to each other. Yeah, she says, don't let boss, you being the boss and you being the employee interfere with you being the father and you being the son. And they right. agree. She's right. They apologize to each other. It seems like everything's settled. There is a line here that that uh, Carl throws out, like in the middle of the fight, that was a pretty, pretty hard, like harsh line. Uh-huh. Where he was like, as soon as you got that out, that new outfit, you became a goose. You came. It was a goose stepping like a hot dog Hitler. Oh and yeah! I was like yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa! That is a that is a strong line there, writers of Family Matters. Uh, now we get into the juicy stuff. I feel like in this episode, right? Yeah, it, it, this gets good. Uh, it's a little later. Laura's on the couch once again. This time she's crying while reading a book. Steve and Myra come over. Um, they were at an art gallery open. They're like in a dress and a suit. Um, Laura's trying to like, I don't know, like compliment him. Oh, you're having such a good time. It's great to see. Myra goes off to the bathroom and Laura tells Steve exactly what she told Rachel, that she's been missing him. And Steve. Well, she also says that she has a kind of more specific line. She's like, normally when I call you, you're over here before I can hang the phone up. And I, I called you two days ago. And I still I hadn't heard anything back from you. You know, and then she, you. he says like, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> so. When Laura tells Steve that she's kind of been missing him a little bit, he immediately flips. He was all about Myra, and he immediately says his line of, you love me, don't you? And he starts, like, going after her. Like, he's, like, like rabid or something, like, going after Laura. He gets up on the table and tells her, now that I know that you actually still have feelings for me, I'm going to go real hard coming after you. And as he's on top of the table, Myra comes out of the bathroom, sees Steve on the table. Laura tries to get him off the table. They both fall onto the couch together. Myra, uh, see, I would argue with you that you are that she doesn't see as much as you say she sees. I, I think she only that, sees him on the table. That's all. I don't think I disagree. She, I think she only sees them on the couch uh, together. Laura tackling him onto the couch. I don't know. So she, I think that her she perspective was there for. The, a decent amount of time before they fell, but I don't know, maybe her angle or something where she, yeah, I just, I felt like what what they, what they wanted us to think. And what I, what I, what I saw is that Laura was trying to take advantage. Right. That Laura was trying to tackle him onto the couch to make out with him or whatever. And that's, that's what Myra saw. Yeah. I mean, with the angle it could have been, so she sees them both on the couch. She goes over to Laura and says, Laura Winslow, get off my man. And she accuses Laura for going into heat. And uh, being after Steve, and Steve tells Myra, he's misled her. He's apologizing. Misled Myra, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says that uh, 
he's always had this little place in his heart that loves Laura. And Myra says, Steve, I'm glad that you told me this, but she's not done with Steve. Oh, no. But she also she also thinks that that is not she thinks that Steve is being influenced by Laura to to say these things. Yeah. She blames Laura for all this happening, not Steve. And Myra uh, walks over to Laura, calls her a she devil, gets in her face once again and tells Laura from now on it's war. Bringing out the howitzers. That ends the episode. That ends the season. Who knows where we go from here? Season five is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, it sure sounds like it, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I really don't. I don't Um, either. I don't either. I'm excited. So that's Family Matters. Uh, End of the season. We get back when in the fall for that or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Now we're catching up on Home Free. We just decided to throw it in here because it was uh, where they would have had a rerun on anyway. So this is season one, episode four of Home Free. Uh, Prime Time is the name of the episode, and it starts off, we've got Matt and his family. They're watching the news, um, or at least like, uh, they're, and they're trying to record it because Matt was on the news. Like he got interviewed when he came out of the mall, right? Might have lost you. Um, so they're talking about. Um, Sorry, I was on mute. I had to cough and oh, I forgot to unmute. So yeah, good. yes, Matt is. There's an interview. Uh, Matt is coming out of the mall, and the I know again that the quality of these episodes are not that good, Oof. but you. You were able to tell who the the host was, the Chelsea character throughout the entire who is episode, it? right? No, who come is on, it? man! I don't pay attention to these things. Is it like the mom from uh, Just the Ten of Us or something? Yes, it's it Deborah Harmon. Okay. It's the mom from Just the Ten of Us. Okay, so her and you know we've got now two Just the Ten of Us alumni on this. Oh yeah, on this show, two True. people that have been on our show that have been on the show, and uh, a guy from Friends who was on Friends with another guy from Just the Ten of Us. But <laughs> you forgot. You always forget. Matthew Perry was also in an episode of Just the Ten of Us. And yeah, I guess. Uh, what episode was he on again? Both Matthew, both of both them, of them. Uh, both LeBlanc of the and Matthews Perry. were both in episodes of Just the Ten of Us. One was a football player. That was Perry. Right? That was LeBlanc. No, that, that was, was LeBlanc. LeBlanc. This one's Perry. And he was he was in a couple episodes. He was in like which uh, Matt is he was this? This episode. is Perry. This is Matthew Perry. He was in one episode. I don't really remember it very well. I think it was maybe even before our time. No, it was, uh, let's see, season two, The Dinner Test. Uh, I'm sure one of the girls was going out with them or something. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Okay. So they're watching this news thing. Matt comes out, and they start asking him about, like, uh, his generation of young adults struggling, coming out of college, like, finding jobs, stuff like that. And he pretty much like trashes his family and his job and his newspaper. And that's kind of his interview. <laughs> right. He calls like his mom's like calls her a strange bird, calls the kids a handful, talks about her, how uh, Vanessa, his sister's marriage went bad and had to, she had to move back home. She, he, he says that he's the top dog at a struggling local newspaper, it, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So the family's pretty mad at him. They're all like, you could have said something a little better than that about me. And like the kids are like, you could have said my name at least. And they all just like walk off, leaving him alone in the, uh, in the living room in front of the TV. Yes. So now we go over to the newspaper. Um, Walter gives Matt a bone right when he walks in, he says, Oh, well you said you're the top dog. Here's your bone. And then, uh, Laura comes over and calls Matt out for, uh, flirting with the reporter on TV and then uh, his boss is all upset because he called the paper a struggling weekly. And uh, 
everyone's kind of upset about his interview, not just his family, but everyone at work too. Yeah, Laura, Laura the uh, you know Brooke Thies character, she she's like real like jealous kind of about this whole mm-hmm. thing. Because I think the they she definitely like mentions like I thought you liked me kind of thing. I mean, she asked him out in the first five minutes of every episode. So yeah, yeah. um, I don't know if I took a note, but I know he he tells her he's going to take her out at some point. I don't know if that was right here or a little later. Uh, it's a little it's later it's a little bit later all right so then some dude comes in um we find out he's the executive producer of the news uh show that he got interviewed by and uh, he wanted to bring him a copy of the video because he'd asked for one and uh he also offers him a tv reporter job which uh definitely interests him because i mean you would think that's uh a bigger deal than this struggling weekly right could be yeah could be so now Matt has this uh, this whole thing that could be going on. So we go back to uh, the house. The family's sitting at the table for dinner. They're not eating because uh, Matt has promised to uh, bring home dinner. And also, he's got some big news to share with the family. So they're all wondering where he is. He walks in. He uh, unbags a whole bunch of TV dinners. He's trying to give clues to, like, his big news. So he's, like, throwing TV dinners, dropping some, like, lines of, like, famous, like, anchors on TV. This reminded me a little bit of the uh, Full House baby, baby reveal. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't, they're they not they're not taking the hints. He tells them, hey, I'm, uh, I got an offer to be a news reporter on TV. Yes. He's getting a new job. Um, and they tell him, well, it's just because you have good hair. I mean, he's got good hair. <laughs> uh, we go to the news, back to the newspaper, Lauren Walter talking about, or they're, they're just ignoring Matt at this point. Like Matt keeps asking him questions and stuff and they're just playing right, a right, silent right. game with him. He tells him that, uh, he's trying out for, uh, to be a TV reporter and, uh, they kind of, they don't tell say a whole lot here, but then he tells his boss and his boss is like, go for it. But. If you go for it, you're not going to be working here anymore. So he's, right. Yeah. He's got to decide. A couple things about this. So Matt's idea, whole idea was like, this is going to be a side job for me. You know, much like there was a side yeah, job. Because that's a weekend episode. reporter job, right? And he only works yeah. Monday through Friday at the uh, paper. So he, he thinks he can do them both. Right. And his his boss is like, no, I need you 100 percent or we don't you know, we're we're going to let you go. Yeah, because he, he's um, like a lot of things happen over the weekend and I need you paying attention to those things. Well, and right, if you're right. Not, then you're going to miss out on writing stories and stuff. And he makes up the point um, that we've seen, actually, where it's like a lot of the work you do, a lot of the you know stories you break happen off your you know off your schedule and not during the week. Um, the other thing, this is also where the whole Laura asking him out thing happens because Laura, again, is like jealous about Chelsea, who's the reporter from the show. And that's like, no, 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 I'm getting a job there. That's why we're hanging out. Um, and I was like, oh, well, let's go out this weekend then. And Matt's like, of course, I will take you out this weekend to only realize that he has already scheduled time to spend with Chelsea uh, for this new show. Yeah. So he's got this decision to make. He's got to pick one or the other. And uh, we find out pretty quickly which one he picks. Yeah. So uh, where do we go from here? Is this um... now we're at the news station? So he's been fired by Ben at the newspaper. We go to the news station and this is when they're about to introduce Matt for the first time. He's kind of coming around the back of the set to, to get in his position. Yeah. So um, the new boss is over there. He's kind of giving Matt some like tips and instructions, stuff like and that. And his name is Grant, just so you know. Grant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
they said he tells Matt he's going to be going live. He's got to read this copy. Don't worry, he's not going to be shown on TV. It's just going to be his voice or something like that. So they get into it. It's it's a story that he was working on, but when they get into it, the story's been changed a little bit. Like he's doing a little tease for whatever they're going to actually air this report, right. and. He starts reading, he's messing up a bunch, and it's completely changed. What went from, like, a story on, like, skin disease or something now is, like, a story about, like, a bikini contest, pretty much. Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Because Matt wanted to do this kind of, like, important piece about skin cancer at the beach and tanning, and, and so last-minute changes, and now as he's reading the, pro- the prompter, he realizes that the package that they're showing on TV is just a bikini contest, and he is now introducing a bikini contest. Yeah, and uh, Grant comes over and gives him some more pointers after he does it. And Matt, um, we know from context clues that Matt really wants to do the news. He doesn't want to do these, like, fluff stories. And this is not the news for him. No, no, no. He is is a journalist. So we go back to the house. The family's watching Matt on TV. Uh, Matt gets home. He's upset. Um, and like, like he, uh, like we learned in the last scene, he just kind of tells like, uh, I think mostly his mom that, uh, this is not what he signed up for. This is not right. right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Grace is, is asking, you know, what's going on, what's wrong. And he, he tells her about how they changed it. And, and, but he gets kind of really upset with her. He's just upset in general and kind of unfortunately takes it out on her. Yeah. Later that night, like in the middle of the night, Matt's, uh, watching the recording of himself on TV. He's not happy. Uh, Grace walks in behind him and they talk about the job a little bit. And uh, Matt's really just not sure what he's doing. Like, he doesn't know why he chose to do this. He doesn't think this is what he wants to do. And uh, this is where I think he actually tells her for the first time that he gave up the job at the paper to do the TV show. Right. And he also, she really stresses to him, like, you know, you're a good writer. Like, Mm -hmm. I love your writing. I love reading your writing. And I don't think that means he can't do TV. What she's trying to say is, like, if they're not going to respect your writing ability, then maybe it's not the best fit for you. Yeah. And I think Matt completely agrees with her at this point. He does. He absolutely does. Uh, back to the TV station. Matt is now looking for Grant. Um, he tells Grant once he finds him that, uh, I'll do this story. I'll read it the way that you want me to do it this time. But, um, I've got ideas for real stories. I'd want, I want to do this type of thing. And he pitches like an idea to Grant, but, uh, Grant doesn't take it super seriously. And, uh, Matt learns, at this time, too, when another guy walks in, there's, like, a big fire going on. It's a story that they should be covering, and Matt doesn't even, like, or Grant doesn't even care about doing this story. Like, he's more worried about all these fluff pieces at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, a huge chemical fire at this warehouse right next to an elderly home, and there's probably, like, puppies involved and, and orphans and stuff. It's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, Matt uh, walks over to Chelsea, who's, um, like, reading for some levels for like the technician and she just looks like she hates her job like she's just like well yeah the entire episode you get this cut she's like kind of that rude burnt out news celebrity in air quotes kind of person who's like really bubbly and perky on camera and then just kind of she's smoking off camera and and being real rude and grumpy yeah looks like she hates her job doesn't take it too seriously and uh i think matt is probably just worried that like he could turn into this at some point if he keeps going this route. Well, what, what even more so than just that is that uh, there's kind of these comments by Grant throughout the episode where he's like, I'm grooming you for being bit, you know, I'm grooming you for the big time. I'm grooming you for this. I'm grooming you for that. 
And so they see, uh, he kind of looks at Chelsea and she turns into a dog as she's going on to, like literally they turn her into a dog as she's going on camera. And he kind of sees that as someone who is who Grant has groomed into being you know, that person she wants. Uh, we go from here back to the newspaper building. Uh, Matt shows up randomly there and uh, Laura and Walt are getting ready to go do this fire story, right? That we learned about. Yeah. And uh, Matt, you can tell he wants to be in on it. He wants to be the one running out there doing the story. Um, But he's not. The two of them are running out to do the story. Um, The boss of the paper comes out and uh, he and Matt talk a little bit. And uh, Matt pretty much tells him how much he hates TV or at least this TV job. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hates it. He wants to write news, which is not what he's doing. And uh, he wants his job back. And... uh, I mean, there is a little side joke of like him, like the boss, like giving the delivery guy a job to like make Matt jealous or something. But uh, well, we don't know he's a delivery. The, the whole joke is that we don't know he's a delivery guy. We just think we think that he is the guy replacing Matt. And then um, we find out he is the delivery guy. But they welcome back Matt to the paper. And it looks like his TV career is over for now. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. It is. Uh, there's a credit scene, though. Um the family is uh, watching the news on TV. Matt isn't on it. He walks in um, and tells them that he's done with all that stuff. Well, they ask him, hey, why aren't you on TV? And then you, they, you hear this intro to a, 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 a news piece about candy stripers and, and at hospitals and how they're perky all the time. And he's like, that's why I'm not there. Yeah. So. Um. All right, so that's uh, our catch-up episode. Like we said, we have one more, and then we'll be caught up for when it actually starts airing on TGIF. But uh, we do have one more episode that aired this week, which is a new episode of Getting By, Season 1, Episode 11. We are family, not. <laughs> it starts off, we've got Darren on the couch. He's uh, He calls for Marcus. Uh, we find out that they're going to the mall. Uh, Nikki comes in, uh, she's complaining about, uh, right. how they made the bathroom all, her bathroom all messy, or I guess like the shared bathroom all messy. Yeah. Cause I, I think from what I understand, the kids have a bathroom and the adults have a bathroom. I yeah. Think I think way. that's how it goes. Um, or at least like each adult, maybe there, there could be three. Definitely. The kids are all sharing a bathroom for sure. Yeah. Um, this is where we get our diss of the week. Hey, hey, you can't blame him, man. I mean, it's either wear all that makeup or wear a mask. <laughs> and then uh, Dolores comes in and tells her that, uh, you know what? We'll clean the bathroom when we get back from the mall. You go use your mom's bathroom right now and everything will be fine. And then, like, she runs up to her mom's bathroom. Uh, Dolores kind of tells the kids, wait till they see her mom's bathroom. It's even worse than this one. Yeah, yeah. She makes it totally she makes a diss here on Dolores or on Kathy. And then they head out to the mall. Um so as they're walking out, they walk through the kitchen. Uh they see Kathy cooking. She's trying to make this giant breakfast for the whole family. She's excited to hang out, go have a picnic at the park. Yeah, she's got plans for the whole day. But everyone else already has plans too. So we know Marcus and Darren and Dolores are going to the mall. Um Nikki I'm not sure what Nikki and Julie are doing. I think we find out a little later. Um well, we know Nikki. We, we do know Nikki is going to play with a friend who lives next door. This Danielle girl. We don't know what Julie's doing though. Julie's the little one, right? I thought Julie. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, so Ju- Julie is going to play with a friend next door. I, I we don't know what Nikki's doing. Yeah, that's what she tells her mom right here. Oh, I can't stay around. I'm. Gonna, I gotta go do this. So, 
theme song. We come back. We've got Kathy. Um, she's on the phone ordering a bunch of pizzas. Um, she thinks that everyone's going to be hanging out with her once again, but uh, it looks like it might just be Nikki at this point, who's kind of sad that she's staying home with her mom because she doesn't really want to watch Little Mermaid. Her mom rented a bunch of movies. She's not into it. Julie's sleeping over at Danielle's house. Her mom rented three movies, three long movies for one night, which seems a little little weird, but... Yeah. Um... And also Little Mermaid, just just for the callback, we had that Little Mermaid on the... uh on the dinosaurs episode like two or three weeks ago. So, oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, Julie sleeping over at Danielle's Marcus comes downstairs. Uh, they're going off to a club that's filming something. I didn't, I couldn't catch if it was like a movie or a TV show or a music video or what, what, what's being filmed at the club. Oh, I missed that. They were filming something. I just caught that they were going to a club that was really popular right now. Yeah. That, that's what I got. I could be wrong, but, uh, they got permission to go from their mom. So they're going to go do that. Uh, Marcus has his clothes backwards like crisscross. <laughs> he calls out crisscross. He does. And uh, Kathy wonders how he's going to use the bathroom with his clothes on backwards. And then uh, she tells Nikki that she should spend some time with the boys. They're kind of her brothers now. And uh, if they ever want to get along and have fun, they got to spend some time together. So she tells them to go to the with the boys to the club. Uh, Marcus is okay with the idea because she's got a car and she can drive them. Darren yep. comes down. I mean, he's dressed like his preppy Darren-ness that he always is. And Marcus tells him that he looks ridiculous while he's <laughs> standing there with his clothes on backwards. Well, and, on everything. Back. Like, he's got the jacket on backwards, pants on back. I mean, the whole the whole outfit is is straight up crisscross. Yep. And then the kids leave off to go to the club. Uh, Dolores comes down. She's going out, too. So she's not going to be there with for all these pizzas and movies and everything. And Kathy's sad. Everyone's going to be out. She's going to be all alone. <laughs> And uh, Dolores. Well, the thing about Dolores, too, is that Dolores now has a, has a, has a you know, a meet, she's meeting up with one of her friends who she just saw earlier that day. And Dolores is like, you kind of get through. Obviously, the impression is that, well, you, I'm your friend. You could have hung out with me like I said we were going to, like we were supposed to. Kind of lame that you blew me off for just another friend and not something like more special. Yeah. And um, I mean, Kathy's making her feel bad as she starts to walk at the door. So she comes back. She's going to stay. But then, uh, Dolores tells her to go, or Kathy tells her to go, and uh, yeah. eventually Dolores does leave and go on this uh, night out with her friend. Yeah, there's this whole like push and pull of her going out or not. So then we see Nikki and the boys. Um, they're getting to the club. They're getting in line. Uh, Nikki doesn't want anyone to know that they're that they're all there together, that they even know each other. And they go and step back a few places in line. And then this like big biker dude comes up to uh, Nikki and starts like hitting on her in line. And like, I think invites her like to go out of town with her or something at this point. Right? Uh, he does ask her if she wants to go to Arizona, but he's very, he's aggressive to the point where she's like, no, I don't, I'm not interested. He's like, that wasn't a question. Yeah. So, so you could tell she's a little scared with what's going on. Uh, Darren and Marcus see what's going on. Darren comes over and tries to uh, get him away from her, which doesn't work at first. But then uh, mentions that she's got a big boyfriend that just got out of prison. And uh, th- that kill, that's kill that, man, yeah. kill man with his bare hands. That's enough to scare this guy out of the way who uh, wa- eventually walks away from her. And you can tell that uh, Nikki's pretty gracious that uh, they helped her out. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the house, we see Kathy. She's watching The Sound of Music. She's eating pizza. And uh, I wrote show. Oh, no. This, no, she's, she's watching Sound of Music, and the pizza guy shows up at this point. Like, he comes right, right, to right, deliver right. all yeah, this. Yeah, she's, she's got, like I said, she's got Little Mermaid, Old Yeller, and Sound of Music. 
And so she's digging in first to sound of music for a, you know, a nice three hour, three hour movie. And she's got like, what, like four in. pizzas, a bunch of drinks, four pizzas, like, like a bunch of soda. Yeah. A whole and, bunch of stuff. And like a gallon of minestrone or something, something like that. Um, so then they show her like a little later lying on the couch. She's had a bunch of pizza, drank a bunch of sodas and, uh, She's alone, and she says, I can do whatever I want. I could go walk around the house naked if I wanted to, and, like, starts, like, naming all these things that she could be doing. And then they show her, like, on this montage, like, doing, like, aerobics and, like, <laughs> eating, and then eventually laying down on the couch doing leg lifts while eating a box of chocolate well, at the same time. Yeah. And then eventually crashes back on the couch, just, like, collapses pretty much. So we go back to the club. We check in on Darren, who is trying to pay a bouncer to get them in the club because they're not even in there. They're all just standing out in line, we, which we've seen recently. I feel like on Family Matters. It, it was it was on yeah so, on uh, where I live. Where I, I live. That's what it was. Yep. I almost went back to look to see if this was the same like club, club front. set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, but it is. Yeah. It's it's the same kind of situation here. I, I was kind of surprised that paying the bouncer didn't get them in. It looked like he was offering them a good amount of money. Yeah, um, but none of them are getting in, um, but it seems like the three of them uh, are starting to enjoy the company of each other, right? Yeah, yeah, they're bonding, they're all that. Nikki's like, we we should stay together, like brothers and sisters do, and then the bouncer comes back out, opens the door and says, all right, I got room for one more, and Nikki jumps on it. I'll go in, I'm all, I'm all by myself. And she I'm goes, a single, I'll go. She goes into the club, she gets in, leaving uh, who she just told, Marcus and Darren, that they should all stick together. Yes. Um, Not cool. And then Marcus and Darren, I think, kind of give up on the line, walk off pretty upset. Yeah, well, they, they're coming up with a plan. So we then go back to the house. We see Dolores get home. Um, she said all she could do while she was gone was uh, was think about Kathy being all alone and possibly like walking around the house naked. And then the two of them... <laughs> Talk about being alone, and Dolores is like, you know what you got to do? Um, you got to figure out how to keep yourself uh, occupied while you're at home, while you're alone, because, I mean, it happens. Like, I've been doing it for a long time, and you got to get used to it. And uh, She does say, like, she's even found herself in the, in the place where she's, like, exercising and eating snacks at the same time. Yeah. Still got to, like, call back what happened with Kathy. And she pretty much tells her, you have to learn to be your own best friend. Yes. Uh, then we see the kids get home. Nikki's complaining uh, because the boys, once she got into the club, apparently they paged through the club with a medical emergency, which uh, she had to go out in the car where they were <laughs> and leave. Good for them. Uh, Julie gets home, who was supposed to be spending the night at Danielle's. She says that her and Danielle uh, needed their space. Uh, she was getting a little too much. I forgot exactly what she said. She said Danielle was too clingy. Danielle was too clingy. That's right. And then... Uh, Kathy is just happy that everyone finally is home together and they can all eat pizza, which they do and watch movies. And that's the end of the episode, except for our credit scene where uh, Kathy is uh, watching the end of, is she watching Sound of Music again? Sound of Music. Yeah. Yep. And explaining. I mean, it's a three hour movie, so it's probably just the end of it. 
Well, she started with Sound of Music. Then didn't she go to Little Mermaid and then back to that? Or I don't think she ever changed okay. from Sound of Music. So it's just been Sound of Music the whole time. She's explaining, like, you can't see anyone else, but she's just kind of, like, talking about how she loves this movie and explaining, it's like, how the ending is so meaningful and everything. And then they zoom out a little bit, and you see the entire family just asleep on the couch. And then you pan over to the right a little bit, and the pizza guy is still there <laughs> hanging out, listening to uh, the explanation of the Sound of Music. And Well, he came back because they ordered she ordered more pizza. Oh. Oh, is that what happened? She yeah, ate it all. She says that she's like, I'll order more pizza for everybody. So now that everyone's home and that's what she did. And, gotcha. and that's why he's back there. Yeah. So that's it. That's your week of, uh, of TGIF this week. This is the point of the show where we do rank the episodes. Uh, do we want to include home free in our rankings? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, you can go first if you're ready. Yeah, I, I will. So, uh, at three, I've got getting by. I just felt like the episode was all over the place. Like there was not a lot of cohe- cohesion in this episode and it was really distracting. Um, I think that you're going to disagree with me on these next two, but I've got home free at number two and family matters at number one. Uh, even though there were some repetitive parts in, in family matters, I still thought it was a pretty good episode. I like the Carl Eddie thing. I like the last scene. Um, yeah, that's my order. Yeah. I've got um, getting by or yeah, getting by at three family matters at two. And I have home free at number one this week. Um, okay. I thought, Family Matters could have taken it with that last scene, but uh, I don't know. I liked Home Free this week. Yeah, no worries. It was a good episode. Uh, what do we got coming up next week on the show? Yeah, so a couple shows in rerun. So what we're going to do is this. So Family Matters is done for the season. So we're going to watch episode five of Home Free um, in the first spot. That way we'll be ready for when the act- when it actually comes on TGIF the next week. Uh, Step by Step, episode uh, 24, season two. That's the season finale of Step by Step. We'll watch that. And then the last episode on TGIF of Getting By, so Getting By Season 1, Episode 12. So that'll really end, like, all the spring stuff, and then we'll start all new stuff the week after that. Okay, sounds good. Um, thanks once again for for to uh, Kirill for the theme song this week. Thank you, Kirill. Appreciate it. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to email your own. TGIFcast on all social media. And uh, we're... Getting ready, all kinds of stuff coming up. So, uh, yeah, make awesome sure. time in a, in a few weeks, I guess, I think a month or so, and then, uh, yeah, we'll figure out what's going on from there. Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Anything else, Steve? Uh, getting ready for some Taylor Swift Saturday night. Taylor Swift tomorrow night. I'm excited. I'm excited. I got all my stuff in the mail. I'm ready. What'd you get? Like all the, the VIP box. Oh, stuff. you got the little box thing. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. All right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.